Good morning and welcome to DScoop's webinar this morning. As you can see, it's marketing communications in a time of crisis. Hopefully that's the one you meant to join this morning because we've got some very pertinent and relevant information for many of the things we're all going through today. Uh, this is led by Shanna Ballmer and Carrie Hill of Seven Bridges Marketing. My name is Ginger Schlanger. I'm from DScoop uh, Learning and Development Team. And making some of the magic happen behind the screen is um, our teammates, Ayan Gunther and uh, Ina Molta. And a couple of quick notes before we get started. I wanted to let you know that uh, the participants will be on mute during the, uh, the presentation. And we will uh, be able to see your questions if you have any of them during the presentation or when we follow the presentation with Q&A, please put them in the Q&A box. That'll make sure we see them all versus in the chat box. We might miss them when they go there. I also wanted to let you know that we're recording and the link will be posted on dscoop.com and we will make sure we post that out to everybody in our social media channels and in our newsletter. And just a moment, you can read a lot about Shanna and Carrie on the registration link. You probably already did and on dscoop.com. But as you know, Shanna is the CEO and president of Seven Bridges Marketing, and Carrie Hill is the uh, director of client relations. Together, they have more than 20 years in the print industry, helping print service providers uh, direct, engage, create, and execute their marketing and communications plans. Uh, and uh, as I hand this all over to Shanna, you can see in the chat box, I asked everybody to do us a favor just for fun. Uh, in the chat box, type the city you're in giving us all a sense of where everybody will, would have traveled from if we were traveling, and hopefully we'll be able to uh, hit the skies again soon. So, uh, Shanna, I'll turn it over to you, and good morning again. Thanks, Ginger. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Ginger and to the entire DSCOOP team, thanks for having us and inviting us into such a unique time for all of us. I'm joined today uh, with Carrie Hill, as you mentioned, Director of Client Relations and she's gonna be helping assist with some of the questions that we get, um, making sure that we either answer them today or make sure that we follow up with you. Also joined with, by, uh, with us is David Quick. Um, he is my personal executive coach. Uh, he coaches our team and also coaches a lot of the teams that we work with. So we're excited that he could join us today. He's gonna to speak to a couple of areas um, that really CEOs face right now with what he does um, across the US. So glad to have them. Welcome, Dave. Welcome, Carrie. Um, real quickly, I wanna talk about why we're here. Um, obviously, we were scheduled to do a workshop at DScoop. We're all not there, we're sad, uh, but that will happen in time. Uh, we really envisioned a marketing workshop that would help um, PSPs and MSPs walk out with an actionable plan. Um, as I mentioned, you know, we will get to that. But today, we really want to focus on you know, how we handle the time that we're in. I personally, and I know Carrie shares my passion, we love this industry. I've been part of this industry for 25 years. I've walked in your shoes, uh, was you know, a print provider um, in the print industry from every level, from selling equipment to running print shops, uh, implants, uh, creating an uh, MSP, and then of course starting my own company in 2015. So it's one of those things I walk into your production floors and just something fires up inside of me. Uh, I love this group of people, um, the leaders that are in it, and uh, I'm, you know, our hearts break for everyone right now just with everything that we're going through. But I think today 
Uh, we hope to bring you some tools that you can use to get through this time. Uh, a quote that Sherry, uh, Carrie shared with me was something that we've probably all seen in the Business Insider uh, with a, from a Navy uh, SEAL, and it was the only uh, more contagious thing than a virus is hope. So hopefully we can bring some hope for everyone today. All right, I want to take uh, another second to reflect. Um, we obviously, none of us can compare uh, what's going on today. None of us were here in 1918 for the pandemic, um, but we can look at some things in history, uh, certain recessions and things that can kind of guide us on maybe some things that we should do. You know, I've mentioned that this is really an industry that I love, and here's the thing. You're here today. You guys have survived so many things and so many threats already. Um, as we reached out to a lot of the PSPs and MSPs, uh, the partners that we work with, I felt this was important just to get a feel for what they're dealing with. Um, it also reminded me of what great leadership that's out there. And I loved hearing some of the attitude of, you know what, we've survived all this and this is not going to take us down. So, you know, and let, let's really be honest, in this industry, we're, you know, it's full of coaches. We help businesses market and communicate. And they're really going to need us um, in this time. And uh, so I think that even though it's pretty grim right now, uh, you know, there's things that people are going to need us to do. And uh, that, you know, brings some hope there as well. David, he helps thrive. Uh, he helps businesses and things. So, again, he's going to speak to a couple uh, parts here. So when we reached out to our PSPs and MSPs, and you guys can probably relate to a lot of these things that are going on. Uh, the worst thing is to shut your doors. Hey, we're not stopping production. We're not missing a beat. Okay, you know, maybe not everyone's answering their sales calls right now. There was a lot of business as usual attitudes. Um, I love this, you know, these couple comments where, you know, our B2C customers are really continuing to market, but our, we're noticing our B2Bs um, are kind of halting and they're just kind of standing on the beach, looking out the tsunami, hoping it misses them and trying to figure out how they're gonna pick up the pieces and move on. Everybody's really just kind of leading their teams even though they have some panic um, within them. They're really trying to be very positive leaders. Everyone's kind of jumping in there, leaning in. Um, so I'm sure that you are dealing with some of these things. Um, obviously there are some that are already experiencing um, layoffs, which is very unfortunate. So that's just kind of some of the feedback. We work with um, all sizes from one, the uh, people I interviewed were anywhere from one to 50 million in sales. And so there was a lot of similarities in what's going on. We also asked about what are you doing right now? How are you communicating um, internally and externally? Uh, we really got the feedback that, you know, customers are asking, what can they expect? Uh, we really heard where owners were jumping in and the executive team and engaging every customer, letting them know that they're there for them. And uh, especially some of the industries that were hit hard, really trying to communicate what they're going to do different. And that just can do attitude uh, to help their customers. Here are some of the big questions that everyone I'm sure is asking, you know, how long is this going to last? What's going to be the overall effect? And uh, what can we do, um, you know, to communicate the right message to our customers, continue that, and, you know, and just some basic things that we heard. Do we have all the right stuff and supplies? Now, here's where, um, you know, we're all experiencing this as business owners. How do we get through this? So here's where I want to kind of hand off to, uh, you know, Dave. He works with CEOs in multiple industries across, and 
you know, history has proven we all tend to do certain things. So, uh, Dave, would you kind of explain uh, the different types of reactions that you see CEOs go through? Sure. Thanks, Shanna. Uh, from, from a broad perspective, uh, I'm talking to 20, 20 to 50 business owner CEOs uh, every week. And as I reflect and as we've gone through this in past uh, tough times or uncertain times, generally three reactions that I see over and over again. And the first is I, I call, we just kind of crawl over into the corner. We curl up and um, hope that things happen. Um, there's a second group that says, hey, we're going to get through this. Um, we cut our way, we become cautious, we tread cautiously. And in, I call it short periods of uncertainty or downtime, they can survive. But typically, those who look for new opportunities, embrace the change, go at it, um, will thrive. And I'm reminded, if you think of just standard bell curve distribution uh, from you know, the, the most successful all the way to the right and the least successful all the way to the left, we're going to have normal distribution of companies. And they follow their, these three patterns. Those that curl up will really struggle. Um, those who think smart will be average companies and those who embrace opportunity and press forward uh, will find success. And I think for all of us, it's how do we help people move to the right and recognize where they are and spend our time with people that are willing to move to the right. Yeah. And I think we even have some examples. I know Ginger, you were sharing with us yesterday and I know Dave, you have some other examples where people really have already taken this opportunity. I think even in the, some of the D scoop members have been printing masks, um, uh, labels for hand sanitizers. Uh, I know there was a couple other examples They've slipped my mind, but uh, I know Dave, you even had a, a customer in the scuba space where his sales went to absolute zero and got creative. He was one that embraced the change and, um, you know, adjusted and uh, found a way to. Uh, yeah. So I'll talk, I'll talk about him briefly. Uh, you know, 30 days ago we're, we're tapping in and just working and he's, yeah, my orders have gone to zero. He, he sells a full face scuba mask and rash guards and fins. And in the last couple of weeks, he said, well, how do I attach a charcoal filter to my scuba full face mask and start to sell it as an alternative? And uh, as I was in the shower this morning where I get most of my good thinking, I was uh, coming up with things for him like, well, he should be doing Google AdWords search uh, around things like can't stop touching my face. Um, and think about people that would embrace this in that time and say, I can't find a surgical mask but I could put this on myself or my child and certainly go after the medical space where they don't have uh, an opportunity, particularly with the charcoal filter uh, that he's adapting the mask with. So uh, there's always opportunity. Yeah. And I think Ginger, the other one that you mentioned yesterday was uh, one of the partners was uh, uh, printing 3D respirators. So again, Correct. I think there's a lot of leaders out there that are jumping in and embracing. Um, I think it's important to remember uh, this there are uh, typical type of reactions and, and we got to be careful on how we handle so we're here today to really talk about what do we do right now um, should we be marketing where do we start how do I change my communications uh, what's important to my clients prospective clients you know what type of content uh, do they need from me right now and how do I really balance that marketing with providing uh, my support and service and value to my customers so as we're, we're talking, the first thing is you pivot. The most important thing we can do in this time is to plan and not panic. 
It's really an opportunity to rethink and recommit our marketing efforts. So real quickly, um, for fun, we want to kind of know, and this really helps us, there's no right or wrong answer to this. This just helps us understand who's in the room. The marketers in the room, what type of marketer are you? Uh, you'll just type in the, uh, well, actually we're doing a poll. Uh, so you'll see a poll appear. A, if you're an aggressive marketer and you communicate and market on a continuous basis using a variety of mediums, direct mail, email, social media, digital marketing, you're really just aggressive at marketing. That's A. B, you know, we consider ourselves one-off campaign. Uh, when we have time to market, we, we do, but uh, we're typically marketing for our clients. And C, uh, we kind of experience executive groundhog. Uh, we don't really, a day, no marketing in the past or the current just because we spend so much time helping our customers. So if you guys don't mind to participate in our quick poll, A, B, or C. So what we have on our uh, webinar today, 60% of you answered A, aggressive marketers in the past, sending out communications each month, uh, direct mail, all of the omni-channels that are shown right there. We have 40% uh, of you are B, and fantastic news, we have no responses for C. Awesome. That's great. I'm going to end uh, Well, that excites me right there. So, um, that, uh, so what we hope to do today is for you aggressive marketers, keep doing what you're doing. Hopefully we give you some tools to help you do this maybe even um, a new and more relevant way. And of course, if you are doing kind of one-offs, uh, we hope to give you tools to kind of make become more consistent. So congratulations to all of you. Um, it's really important in this time to keep that up. Here's what tends to happen. Companies cut marketing. Here's my favorite quote out of the Harvard Business Review, scalpel versus cleaver. Companies that put customer needs under the microscope take a scalpel rather than a cleaver to the marketing budget and nimbly adjust strategies, tactics, and product offerings in response to shifting demand are more likely than others to flourish both during and after a session. So what this means is you keep marketing. You just take that scalpel out, make sure you're marketing smart, using your marketing dollars wisely, but you don't cut marketing. Here I'm sure you guys um, remember this quote uh, from Sam Walton. I thought about it and I decided not to participate. And this really, and during recession times, uh, it's just like, I'm not going to participate. When times are good, you should market and advertise. And when times are bad, uh, you must. And here's the reason why. One, because so many companies do pull back, the noise level really drops. And so that becomes um, advantageous for you as a company. It also really shows that uh, your brand and your company stability in those challenging times creating that trust for your customer base. Uh, another thing that happens is the cost of advertising uh, typically drops, so it becomes a buyer's market. And of course, the most important part is that share of voice becomes share of market. Uh, and it's gonna be really critical in the days ahead. The customers that you guys help are the ones that are, are suffering too, and they're going to have to replace customers. And you know, we know with what we do with print and marketing today, we can't help. So here's a quick look at some history uh, from the 20s to the 70s to the 90s to even the, uh, the 2008. These are all different recession times. These are big brands that there was a leader and they pulled back their marketing budgets and the other company, their competitor, pushed forward, onward, put more towards marketing and ended up becoming the leader. 
Here you had in the dry cereal market in the 20s, where Kellogg's took over with their Snap, Crackle, Pop campaign. Um, in the automobile markets uh, in the 70s, Toyota was this in a number two position. Um, everyone pulled back. Toyota uh, kept pushing forward and took over as number one, beating out Volkswagen. Um, in the uh, quick restaurant, you've got Pizza Hut and Taco Bell in the 90s. They put more towards marketing. McDonald's backed off and they became the leader. Same thing happened with Amazon. All familiar with Amazon. In the Great Recession of 2009, they put more money towards marketing, getting creative on offerings, finding a low-cost alternative to books, and became the leader in their market by investing more during this time. Well, I want to share with you today that be careful on that because you really do need to keep marketing communicating as you are today and actually more. Um, here's a perfect example. Uh, one of our partners, I know you guys are very familiar with TGI, Jack, Rick, and Scott, uh, and their company as DScoop members. Uh, they have been continually marketing, aggressively marketing, being very strategic to their customer base and even some target audiences. And you can kind of take a look here at these are um, month one, two, three, and four results. Now, what we're not we're looking at is not open rates. We're actually looking at engagement, click through rates. What's key here is month four is what we're, what's going on right now. Month four was actually during the virus time. The first touch that went out was right at the beginning, and uh, we were pretty surprised at the response. Um, we took a look at the message to make sure it was very mindful and relevant, and then, of course, the second touch in month four brought even better results. So the important takeaway here is when you think it's not smart to market, it actually became very advantageous, and these are actually click-through rates leads, not just open rates. How do we market now? Uh, what should that content be? I'm kind of stalling because I'm paying attention to the connection. Here's what you do to answer those questions. There's seven ways to market, to be mindful and meaningful. First of all, you need to communicate directly with your current customers. Now more than ever, uh, and we heard it from some of the owners, it's time to reach out and really hold on to your customers, really find out what they're experiencing and how you can help. You've worked hard to get them. So, um, and, and when I say reach out, I'm not saying just your sales team. This is where it's important for the executive team and leadership to really reach out to all customers if possible and definitely key customers in this time to understand what they're going through. Also, I think it's a time, we talk about that plan, pivot and plan. This is where you need to really ask yourself and identify your genius zone. We all have one. We personally have a genius zone of what we're really good at. We've built a team with their genius zone. And I think it's time to go back and we have some exercises for you guys to do in our workbook that we've created for you. And number three, don't lose sight of your core business. This is the area you wanna really focus on. Where do you make your money? Um, you want to really put all your efforts in there. In this time, it's going to be important to funnel all of your marketing towards your core business to recover as quickly as possible. Also, you want to evaluate your target audience. Um, we've got a great exercise to help you do this in our workbook. We did put uh, together, I think I mentioned a 28-page workbook. Go easy on us. Um, you know, we put this together in the last couple days, but we feel like there's a lot. Of, it may not be perfect, but we've got a lot of great tools. We poured our heart and thoughts into it to give you guys some things um, to take action right away. 
but it's really important to evaluate your target audience and maybe kind of dissect that down to one at a time. Understand where they were yesterday and where they are today. And taking, going through this exercise, you really learn about what are their challenges and what do you have um, in your arsenal to solve that problem. So I think it's an important exercise because here's the mistake that we see so many people make. We all know it, but we tend to see everybody start talking about their products and services. And you really have to focus on the challenges of your customers and what you have to solve them. So remember, it's about them. It's also a time to redefine your marketing. Don't cut it. As we've talked about, you integrate it. So this is an opportunity where you can redefine it, go look and maybe step outside of your comfort zone and start um, doing some marketing that you haven't been doing before. And it's really to bring it all together, learning where your audience is and making sure that you're showing up in front of them. Six, take this unfortunate time to plan. You have a marketing plan in place now, so take a look at it. If it's three months, extend it to six months. If it's six, extend it to nine months. Basically, come up with a plan for 12 months. But here's the, the time that you want to take to look at what does your message say. Make sure it now fits the times that are ahead of us. And obviously, test, track, and measure everything. Back to that scalpel. We have to really be lean and mean, and especially even on the marketing. So everything you're going to do, you want to be able to test it small scale, track it, and measure it um, to see the results you're getting. This is not the time to waste um, any marketing dollars. And I think that this group already uh, knows that very well. So again, we put together some takeaways. So I'm going to speak real quickly, and then I'm going to show you some visuals. Um, and then we'll be opening up to questions and answers. We have the seven steps to marketing success uh, that I mentioned, and that is going to be the, uh, where we kind of take you through the process that we go through with all of our customers in discovery, learning uh, about them, their customers, and we invite you to kind of perform this on your customers and also yourself. We also have the seven ways to bridge in marketing campaigns. This is where uh, even the most advanced marketers struggle to have all seven of these aligned. So we even often ask ourselves, um, do we have all seven of these elements? We've also given a 28 ways to improve marketing, a checklist to go through, uh, a marketing funnel and its channels, the client attraction machine, I'll kind of show you what that is here in a sec. And of course we have some today's customer network uh, tools and what that looks like. I also mentioned we have a genius zone and a target audience exercise for you to go through in this workbook. So here's the seven steps to marketing success. Um, again, after this seminar, we you know, can't get to everything today, but we, uh, you know, as far as our leaning in, we hope to work with each and every one of you to kind of help you through this time, give you as much advice as we possibly can to give back to this industry. This is our seven steps to marketing success. This is what we exercise every time we engage a, a customer. And we invite you to do this for yourself um, and for your customers. The seven key elements um, you'll learn, and we've got um, you know, information on each one of these in the workbook of why each one is important and why you need to make sure that it's in your campaign. We've got a 28 ways to improve marketing checklist for you, but you can go through and you know, if you can't check them all today, that's okay. This is where you start planning and you can make sure that you can check them all in the future. Here's our marketing funnel. And as you can see here, you've got 
Um, different things you can do at the top, middle, and uh, direct response. Many of you are probably already using direct mail, email, uh, social media, marketing. Here's an opportunity for you to step outside of your comfort zone. And if you haven't spent some time and money in either your SEO, SEM, uh, maybe some Facebook retargeting, even some advanced targeting. So there's a lot of things out there, especially in the digital capabilities, that you can add to your marketing now. In a perfect world, we would have one system that could drive all of these things so that you could bring all that data together. And we understand that that's, that's it's not a perfect mm -hmm. world. But the more you can narrow it down um, to maybe a few solutions to handle all this. So we kind of have you go through an exercise where you kind of mark the tools that you're using. You want to make sure that A, you have a tool in each space. And then of course, the more you can combine those into uh, a few systems the better you're going to be able to manage your data and look and be able to track and measure. Of course, we also have some information on the customer network and how it's changed. Marketing has really changed. It's now um, not just a company to a customer. Uh, it's, it's really, you know, your customers, customers, everybody has a way to connect and your marketing and products are put out there and, and shared without even your involvement. So it's something to really remember and take into consideration inside your communications. And Shanna, you mentioned um, relevant on one of your seven marketing elements. And I, I know you mentioned uh, the other day that relevancy right now is really important and that balance of your core business with what your customers are actually thinking about, worried about, uh, maybe even ideation, you know, they're thinking of new things. So uh, is that something uh, in, in the workbook that they can create some what's relevant now kind of exercise? Yes, that's in the workbook. It takes you through the steps to take that audience um, back into it and really consider what they're going through. Reach out and ask them all the struggles that they're having today. You really identify who you're speaking to. Um, you look at some things like their external factors that's out of their control. You look at, you know, we call it the paper jam exercise. I'll relate to that paper jam. Um, it, it's really about a bad day for them. What's going on? What keeps them up at night? How, what you have as a tool to help solve their problem. And by doing this exercise, you learn to start putting that messaging and content in your marketing communication so that you're very relevant on how you can help them because they can't understand how to take your products and services and put them into action. So going through this exercise, I think is really key. It's helped us to understand each audience that we work with. And I always advise take one at a time. It's really hard um, to, to tackle them all. And a really important thing is, I think all too often, we're really focused on new sales and lead generation. And sometimes we forget to communicate to our own customers. So make sure you balance that and in the exercise, you'll see them side by side. And it does seem kind of elementary, but I promise you, uh, when you get done with that exercise, you will have learned something about your audience. Thank you, Shanna. And we are going to go to Q&A soon, but that was really great information, so relevant for what I'm sure a lot of us are feeling now. And I wanted to remind our panelists again, if you want to post your question anonymously, you can as well in the Q&A uh, area down below on your screen. And Shanna and Karen. Ginger, I, might, um, I might real quickly also, something I thought of um, to kind of end with, and this is where Dave, I think, is instrumental 
uh, in this in this time we're at and I feel like he has and I put some links on this page for a few things but uh, you know his brand is bull in the China shop and again he works with owners like all of us and he has a TED talk that I uh, invite everyone to watch but Dave we kind of take them through because I think it's really important right now with what we're faced on you know we talked about kind of what CEOs um, do but it's really about how you tell your story and what you're going through and I think this is a really critical message in this time to um, end with right before we start the question so Dave do you mind yeah sure we all uh, um, you know we you can dive deep into this from a human psychology standpoint and I'll avoid that today but uh, for all of us we, we we tell stories about things that happen so there's an event we're all telling stories right now about what's happening to us uh, it's also a reminder for all of us that we have this brand story and um, you want to move those stories in a consistent way. My brand is helping bulls thrive in China shop. So I want people to be powerful and passionate in my executive coaching. I want to move organizations toward that more powerful story. So uh, in, in all my work, I talk about how do we move you to this powerful and passionate place? So right now everyone's going, holy, you know, whatever about what's happening and I pause and I say, hey, for a moment, what would better look like as we exit these tough times? And let's start working on that. So, and that will vary by organization. For some, they'll go, well, I really need to clean up my process documentation. Some will say, I know I need to train my sales team. Others will say, I need to shift entirely to something different. But um, I talk about it as think about that story and all of you as marketers going, how do I help my clients tell a more powerful story? And that if we can do that and it can, is consistent with your brand and even more that I preach, consistent with your vision of future and your core values, then even more remarkable. So I was working with a client and you can imagine, I just got a note from them the other day, they run um, daycare centers in the Northeast and they have 60 daycare centers, they own about half of them and the rest are franchise. And I was there the day that they had to um, do the whole COVID-19 rollout about how they were gonna treat, what was gonna happen. Um, they were having centers close and they were awesome. They talked about, here's our brand, Lightbridge Academy, and I'll, I'll give them the free plug because they were awesome. And they said, here's our vision of future, here's how our core values help us through this time of need, and here's how we're gonna treat everyone. And it was remarkable. So, you know, they've, they've had a dramatic downturn. I got a note from them yesterday saying they only have two of 50 centers open, uh, but they're doing, what do we need to do to survive? How do we think about repurposing our centers? What are the things we can do to help? How do we give content and um, tidbits to parents that are now forced to take care of kids at home? How do we send them activities? So there's always an option. There's always another story. Um, and I always urge us to think, what's the powerful, passionate one that will help us? versus the one that may paralyze us. So I'll stop there. That's great. great and, and, yeah, and Carrie, real quick, if you want to kind of speak to um, some of the closing thoughts right before we go to the questions and answers. Sure. Um, sure, I just want to get, you know, thank everybody for being here. And obviously, you know, we understand we're just kind of scratching the surface and it was sort of meant to be a hands-on workshop. Um, so we're extremely passionate about helping you guys. So we want you to reach out. I love to have these conversations with you one-on-one. -on -one. Um, please don't hold back. I uh, want to thank D Scoop, you know, for putting this network together. I think we're all, you know, a family. It's all about building relationships. 
um, networking and helping each other in these times. So um, like Ginger said, the presentation, the recording, and all the material will be downloadable on DScoop. But we also have a site for um, being able to set up appointments with us. So if you really do want to dive deeper and you want us to sit down and just kind of take a one-on-one -on -one look with you, go ahead to learn to self-promote. Or yeah, learn to self-promote. Sorry, we've changed it a few times, but we got back to a shorter version. Uh, learn to self-promote.com, and I will gladly follow up with you in a timely manner. So thanks for having us. And thanks so much to all of you, Carrie and David and Shanna. And thanks to everybody who's joining us this morning. I'm going to go ahead and uh, start asking some questions that we're, we have in our field. And uh, the first one uh, I think is a very relevant one that a lot of people have asked over the last couple of weeks is, how do I justify spending money on marketing when I'm forced to lay off staff? It's an area that's directly related to sales. So now more than ever, it's important to spend money. It's back to that scalpel um, versus just tossing out things just to see if it sticks. It's no longer a spray and pray. That's where it's really important to identify, take some of those steps that we suggested um, so that you're really um, um, targeted and uh, going after the right people. So again, we understand that it's tough to have to spend any money on marketing, but it's really unnecessary. And I think that we've kind of shown where companies have thrived by doing so in times like this. Shanna, are there some examples that you can share with us of um, one of your PSPs or, or uh, M, uh, MSPs? Uh, what kind of content they've sent out recently that might not be what they would have sent out three weeks ago, but is hitting the, the seven elements that you talk about in supporting their clients? You know, Ginger, that's a good question. I, I don't really think that they've had to change much of their messaging because they went through those exercises and in their communications, it was about really highlighting help, how they can help uh, customers grow their business. So if you're having that conversation today on how, how you can help, help them with those challenges, you really don't have to change. Um, if you're a PSP and MSP and you're really talking about your products and services, um, your equipment, or you're saying print or digital print or commercial print or print screen, whatever, commercial, um, that's not the right talk track. And look, we don't expect you guys to be copywriters. Here's where I think it's important. I mean, you're the CEO and you're the owner of the company. What's, you need to make sure who is writing your copy is taking all of these um, challenges into consideration so they can write powerful messaging. Great, thank you. I'm gonna look at our questions again, and it says, um, are some of the digital marketing channels working for printers? You know, in general, which of the digital marketing channels seem to be most successful? Yeah, that's great, and I get excited. Um, about PSPs and MSPs really um, getting out there. You know, for a while we all, and we still struggle with how some of this social media can work for us, how some of these digital marketing tools can work for us. But it really goes back to that targeting. When you're going through that exercise and you're really identifying who your key client is, and I encourage everyone, if you haven't done a business profile, taking your entire customer base, uh, taking that co that the top people that you know really make you profitable and go find those lookalikes. Uh, it's an exercise. It's not expensive to do. You want to find people that look like the the people um, that you've been successful with so far. So 
you know, when you do things like that and taking that and uploading it and you're doing retargeting and Facebook, things that can bring you quick calculated returns uh, over just kind of throwing things out there and hoping that they stick. So I know sometimes the, those areas get a little bit um, uncomfortable because we're all learning um, how they work and what they can do for B2B. It seems like it's been easier for our B2C customers to adjust to that. But, you know, we really, and we are seeing a lot of our partners jump in there and do a lot more social media. Uh, the great thing is we're a visual industry. A lot of the things that you guys do is very visual. So being able to share that, uh, showing you how those solve the problems can be, you know, huge for you in your space. Because at the end of the day, our customers are the ones that are doing the research. And, you know, by the time they get to us, a lot of times they've already kind of looked at all the options. And so um, a lot of times just by sharing some of that stuff, you know, people are able to um, share your brand and say, oh, I know who you need to talk to. You need to talk to this company because I see that they do that. And that can be really huge in social media for each of you. And, 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 oh, go ahead, Carrie. Yeah, I was just going to interject that I think this is also a time of being patient because what we've seen is um, the social media is not an area where a lot of people spend a lot of time. And I think it is where it is growing. So I think um, understand it's not going to grow overnight, but you really have to give a lot of um, incentive. So every touch point, you should be trying to drive them to your social media as well, giving them incentive to follow you on different channels. Um, and right now, you know, there's a lot of charitable things that, that people could probably do to just sort of drive that because everybody wants to be a part of, you know, the help, help solving this problem. So, so you're saying um, some of your messaging could incorporate support uh, for and then uh, and, and let your customers know what they can do to help people. Yeah, I mean over the years when I've seen a lot of people running their campaigns um, You know some organizations you're working with are larger and they can't necessarily accept a one-on-one -on -one gift um, So being able to say okay in honor of your organization If you vote on the charity you want us to donate, you know $500 to in a situation like this, you know if we can get masks for personal equipment that helps protect our um, healthcare workers, then, hey, we'll go ahead and give an incentive away. You know, join us and follow us and you'll get more points and we'll give you more money, you know. I see, yeah. I see. Incentives. incentives. Great. And we have another question here. You're speaking about social media, so this might be a good follow-up. What tools do you recommend for marketing automation? There are so many marketing tools out there, um, a lot of great ones. Um, Mindfire comes to mind. We use Mindfire, SharpSpring. Um, you've got your HubSpot, Mar Marketo. I mean, the list is endless. The key thing is, I, I'm a firm believer, it's the team behind the tool. There's so many pros and cons of each one. Um, so it's really about how much can that tool do. The more you can do in one tool, the better. So, and I also feel like it's the team behind it. I've worked with some great um, marketing automation tools and unfortunately the tech support behind it wasn't so great. And that brings um, all kinds of challenges. It's really at the end of the day, just make sure you have a tool and you know, really try to bring all of that data in um, together. I, I, you know, I talk to CEOs a lot and the number one challenge that I hear over and over again is like, oh great, I have all these tools that are tracking all this data and I don't even know what to do with this data because it's all in these different silos. So the more you can bring all that together to make quick decisions 
on where you're spending the money is really key. And I think that, you know, I know Mindfire has done a great job in that. But again, at the end of the day, have a tool, make sure that it manages multiple areas uh, of your marketing. Ginger, there were a couple questions that I think I can link together and just answer. So one was how often do we communicate? How do we communicate in these tough times? Um, I'm urging everyone and I'm doing it myself to, to, to first connect humanly. So um, how are you doing? How are you and your family? Uh, and check in with people. Many of us are isolated during the day. High social need that connection. So just be willing to connect. The second piece is ask where they are of those three examples I gave of the business uh, kind of continuum. Are they balled up and worried? Are they cutting and, and trying to survive? Or are they excited and growing? If you find one that's excited and growing, going, well, what are you trying to do? Can I help? The other two, try to remind them. I just sent out uh, a communication to all my clients, and it starts with the subject line, this is your captain speaking. And I walk them through what happens when we're on an airplane and we go through turbulence. And so I give them a metaphor of your captain doesn't get on the mic and go, oh my God, we're going to crash. Everybody buckle up. He instead says, hey, we're going through some small turbulence. Everyone put your seatbelt on. We're going to do everything in our power to fly around it. When we get around it, I'm going to have you keep your seatbelt on like we do. And, but if you need to get up, you can get up. We're going to suspend service so I can keep the flight attendant safe. Um, and we'll let you know when we're through it. So that tone is the tone that we want to maintain with all of our clients and help them tell again that more powerful story. So I urge you all to not stop communicating. There's a spotlight on all of us. Be human, be helpful, and help motivate and inspire them to something better. And if they're balled up, go, hey, this isn't a path towards success. Try to help them. Some will remain balled up. So um, I would urge you all to, to keep communicating. And even in this time, go, what are the resources that I can do to help? So um, in that spirit, um, and I'll get them to Shanna, I have 20 documents that I'm sharing with everyone on how to survive tough times. And so it's literally just some resources on do that. I've already shared them with her, but Shanna, you can share that with the group. I add to that list all the time. It's just a Dropbox folder. Um, and pick some of those and offer those as resources to your clients. Help them. Thank you for that, Dave. That's going to be a great resource for everyone. We appreciate that. And uh, there is another question here. And Shanna, I don't know how many details you can share. But they're asking um, if you could share some of the details of the campaign that you mentioned early on that spiked in March, uh, Jack Lacken's company. And the campaign consists of direct mail, email, and social media predominantly. Um, it's, uh, it's a fun campaign. I think it's, um, it, it really speaks to all the reasons that you would want to work with TGI. We call it the Reason 32 campaign. And um, it really evaluates what at the back end, it, it does talk about all their products and services, but we've, you know, analyzed everything they do and they do well. And we've transformed that into how that solves customers' problems. And so it's very strategically thought out from covering everything that they can do to all the right people. So um, it has some, you know, fun images that basically um, tells people, hey, we got you covered. You know, you can do things more, you know, it, it puts a little humor spin to it. So it's, it's being received very well. And again, we're just proud of, you know, the fact that, you know, TGI has, you know, stayed in there in, in continuously um, markets because we understand you get so busy with your clients, you forget to take care of yourselves. We're guilty of it too. And we try to allocate, you know, a certain percentage of our time to do our own marketing. 
but you know, we all have customer first attitudes, but it, it is imperative to, to stay consistent. So again, I'm super excited that this group that's here today um, is such a large percentage in that A and B category. I think uh, you got to get yourself a pat on the back there. You got to march on. And really, I think this is an opportunity. Look at these big brands and what they've done, you know, step it up. And that's hard decision to make but step it up. And I think that if, uh, if you're smart and strategic about it, um, you will uh, get return. So you mentioned, uh, thank you, Shannon, you mentioned that the campaign includes some of, you know, what their core products and services are uh, and it's doing well. We got a question that says, how do you market your products and company without appearing tone deaf to the crisis that's happening? And I know Dave spoke to, you know, first reaching out on a, a human touch point uh, and then really finding out where they are in that spectrum of, of from curled up to, you know, excited and, and innovating. Uh, so I think if there's some tips, a couple, one or two that you can tell us, how do you market your products and company without appearing tone deaf to the crisis that's happening? I know you have some exercises in your book. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great area and a great question. Here's the thing. Luckily, what we do in this space, we help businesses grow their business. Um, we help their brands. We help them find customers. So in the upcoming days, as your customers are having to get lean and mean, as PSPs and MSPs, here's an opportunity to really make sure that you're communicating to them all the ways that you can help them grow their business. I mean, think of every service that, that you have to offer that's going to help them find new customers or keep the customers that they have today. So that probably answers uh, some of this question that we received under these circumstances. Do you think we should stick to our marketing plan of 2020 and follow it or remove some actions? Uh, and she's, uh, this question says I'm referring to channel partners mostly and not to customers. Yeah, no, I, I think that you have to take a look at it. Um, I, I say that onward and outward, you keep going with, with your marketing plan you, that you have in place. You take a look at it, making sure that it is mindful, meaningful, and um, speaks to your audience. I think that everybody has to reevaluate their audiences. Um, their day looks different. Their world was different. Um, it's, so you've got to take into consideration those things. So I think you've got to look at it um, and make sure you're not missing the mark but I think that you um, continue down your path uh, that's proven over and over to be successful. And, you know, you talk about channel back to that customer network. It's not just your customers. It's your partners. It's your suppliers. It's your vendors. Those are your customers too. It's your employees because we're, we're in this together. This isn't something that just um, certain businesses are uh, struggling with. It's, it's affecting every single one of us. That's really true. We, I think, we have answered all the questions that I see. I'm going to ask my uh, team that's helping us moderate in the background if they see any other questions. If we did not get to your question, uh, as uh, Shanna had, I don't know, Shanna, if you can post your um, PowerPoint one more time, the last slide, you can email hello at dscoop.org. And our team will be answering that. Our goal is to answer your questions uh, as quickly as possible, and we'll toss them to Carrie and uh, Dave and Shanna, if it's a question directed to them. And we will also have you post on the forum. Uh, that's under collaborate on dscoop.com. You'll see at the top navigation a, a, a tab called collaborate, and that allows you to post in the forum and get real-time answers amongst 
the community and people who are um, also asking questions and sharing advice as well as tossing those over to our experts and our webinar presenters to answer your campaign questions. Uh, let's see, I just want to make sure that I've gotten all the, all the questions that I see. We talked a little bit, uh, we really didn't, actually we have one more here about events. When we do have events again, how well do those events work to bring customers? And we'll, we'll end with that one as we... Uh, yes, oh, it's, it's fun to end with that one because that's one of my favorites. Um, and so I hope to, to, to speak to um, many of you and as you go through the exercise, events has been something that's been successful for me personally uh, to where we used to host one every other year uh, when I ran a print marketing company. And it truly always brought my biggest, best customers. And I say it, it's, it's about, um, we're such a, a visual industry. And if you do it right, first of all, you can do it uh, very cost effectively and you can really show off and they can experience everything that you do. And it's about getting very creative, letting them have some fun and letting them walk away saying, wow, I had a lot of fun, but I learned a lot. And I think events are a great opportunity in the upcoming days um, for this group to take advantage of if you haven't already. Great. Anything else that uh, you all want to share as we sign off and we thank everybody for attending today? Well, speaking of events, I would just say, I'm sad we're not all in person. I would have absolutely loved to have connected one-on-one -on -one with each of you. Um, so, you know, this is the next best thing we could do um, to join everybody together. But I do look forward to meeting everyone. And uh, again, reach out. We're, we're here to help you. And that's where I thrive is really just following up with you, seeking out what problems you're having and just trying to give you some resources and tools and just, you know, again, help you guys succeed. So please don't hesitate. Thank you. And as we sign off, please uh, take a moment if you wouldn't mind. Uh, I don't think we have uh, people engaging yet with our survey. It will help us understand what topics you would like to see next what's really concerning you and what DSCOOP can do to support that, as well as um, more marketing webinars that we would like to share with you as you move through this crisis. We wanna walk alongside you in any aspect that you might have so you can suggest topics. In the uh, survey that we have, you can answer before you sign off. Thank you so much for attending today. Thanks guys, have a great day, keep bridging. <laughs>